Hey, you're listening to episode number 156, and today we're chatting about why keto is different for women, how hormones are impacted on keto, prioritizing digestive health on keto, keto knowledge to help women feel good about the choices they make, and so much more. If you're looking for more information on keto for women, that's why I wrote my upcoming paperback, Keto for Women, and you can find out more pre-order details and all the things by going to ketoforwomen.com. When you pre-order before June 18th, you lock in the lowest price for the book. You don't pay for the book until June 18th and you're entered to win one of three VIP memberships into my 12-week video training program for women, happyketobody.com, which today's podcast guest really helped contribute to the creation of the program. If you have questions about today's content, like you get to the end of today's episode and you're like, wait, I have a question. You can go to healthfulpursuit.com contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. I have one cool thing for you today, and that is that when you use the hashtag the keto diet from now until June 16th, you're entered to win a bunch of prizes every week, including complete collagen and liver capsules from Equip, avocado oil, mayo, and ranch dressing from Primal Kitchen. And all you have to do is use the hashtag the keto diet when you post anything to do with my newest paperback, the keto diet cookbook. So if you have the book, you're meal planning with the book, you're making recipes, you have have a selfie of yourself with the book, post it and you'll be instantly entered to win. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet and author of the upcoming paperback book, Keto for Women, where I'm showing you how to take charge of the imbalances that are ruling your life so you can discover your happy weight in three easy steps. Or you may know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today and thanks so much for listening. Our guest today is Dr. Nina Lewis-Larsen. Dr. Nina obtained her bachelor's degree in biology and biomedical science and went on to pursue a four-year doctorate, graduating as a naturopathic doctor. Dr. Nina has a general family practice with a focus on healing gastrointestinal complaints, supporting individuals with cancer, balancing hormones, and assisting with weight loss. She currently assists almost 2,000 patients a year in a general family practice, focusing on preventative health and treatment with nutrition, exercise, supplements, hormone balancing, toxicity removal, and optimizing nutrient status. Okay, let's cut over to today's interview. Hey, Dr. Nina, how are you? Hey, Leanne, great. How are you doing? I'm so good. I miss seeing your face. <laughs> I know. This whole living apart thing is no good at all. It's so it's crazy. definitely not as fun. <laughs> it's not as fun. Every time I eat a chia seed, I think of you because the first time we met, you fed me tortilla chips with chia seeds in them. So that will forever be in my heart. Oh, my heart's on this oh. lover forever be in my heart. <laughs> I love it. Your chia heart. That's that's perfect. We're chia oh. buddies for life. <laughs> yes. Um, I like to start off by asking all of our guests, what does keto mean to you? Great and loaded question, right? Um, it's, it's easy to get caught up in what it can mean from a scientific place, from a biochemical place, but you know, ultimately, what I tell people on a, a very foundational places is, is it's a tool. It's a tool to restore and regain your health. 
And, you know, I think in North America, we've been inundated with sugar and refined carbs and, you know, sold a whole bunch of lies, unfortunately, by marketing about what we should be eating. And, you know, for example, you know, breakfast cereal that for most people, even healthy granolas contain 10 grams of sugar. It's a couple teaspoons. I mean, no wonder we're not feeling well as uh, North Americans in general. I mean, people are tired and they're anxious and not sleeping and I think keto is a really way to get back to the basics. It's a way to find real food again, to get the junk out, to, to feel well. And then as a you know, added bonus for some people, you know, they do get the weight loss as well that they're dreaming of, but it's, it's more than that. It's truly about getting healthy. Amazing. And what's your favorite thing about what you do for work? Like the work that you do, what's like the highlight of everything? I would have to say, you know, I I love my job. I love what I do. Every single day I wake up excited. Uh, I, I see myself as a doctor, but really as a detective. And so every patient that comes in, my goal is really to find out what are their dreams, desires, what's standing in the way of that, and then really get into the nitty gritty of not what is going on, but why. When did it start? What changed? To really figure out why that person's system is maybe not behaving as, as, as what they would want it to be. And so I kind of get to dig around in, in details of symptoms and, and try and figure out the real reason and the root behind what's going on versus, uh, you know, when we're working in, in family medicine, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time to do this. So a lot of it is just sort of, here's a symptom, here's a Band-Aid, uh, and move on to the next patient. But um, my job allows me a, a lot of time to really figure out why and truly heal it so we don't need to Band-Aid anymore. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And you're very good at it. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a passion for sure. Back to today's episode in a sec. Today's show is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Years ago, I was addicted to caffeine and it wasn't pretty. Multiple pots of coffee is what got me through the day. And if I didn't have enough, I'd suffer through headaches. If you want to get off the caffeine roller coaster like I did, try Four Sigmatic coffee. It has half the caffeine of the other stuff, but tastes like the real deal. What's the secret? Think of it like a 50-50 mix of coffee and unicorn dust brought to you by the power of mushrooms. Mushrooms have been used in traditional Chinese medicine for centuries to treat fatigue, sickness, kidney disease, and low sex drive. Their coffee is a blend of organic Arabica coffee and mushrooms focused on increasing brain power, lowering stress, energy boosting, and more. You can use the coupon code KETO for 15% off all things at forestigmatic.com slash keto. Unsure of the link? Check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. So keto, when I first started keto back in 2014, I thought that a keto was a keto was a keto and you just eat 20 grams of carbs and you limit your calories, you intermittent fast most times and you're good to go. And while that works for a lot of people, mostly men, as I've seen in my own practice, and maybe you've seen something different or the same, but I really wanted to focus on how keto is different for women. Have you seen that in your own practice, how it just needs to be adjusted? Yeah, yeah, it was quite a fascinating journey. And I think, you know, I like you, we learn a lot from our our clients, our patients. And so same thing, when I first started doing keto years ago with patients, I really stuck to that strict, you know, classic keto and found very similar results to you that a lot of men thrived on it, they did great. And a lot of women, not every woman, but a lot of women, it just wasn't exactly the right thing for them. So 
you know, that led me to the research to trying to figure out why. And, and unfortunately, you know, in the keto space, there's not enough research yet. There's definitely lots more being done now, which is great. But hopefully, as research comes, we'll have more answers. But certainly from a clinical perspective, I can say that women tend to need much different things um, with that same keto foundation, but just different protocols uh, and guidelines to follow to keep it healthy for them, sustainable. That's a big thing as well. Um, Of course, we women are uh, complex beings, right? I mean, we're very different than a classic male. And so, um, you know, with hormone fluctuations, with stress levels, I mean, women, for example, you know, autoimmune disease, for an example, 80% are women. So that tells you that, you know, hormones play a role in the immune regulation and that uh, our bodies respond very differently. So um, I think we have to look at all of those things when we're trying to incorporate any sort of nutrition changes and really try and be specific so that we can have success when working with our patients and clients. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. And when it comes to hormones, something that I really like kind of thinking of is like a man's hormone cycle is the same every day. It's like Groundhog Day. Every day is the exact same. But for women, every day is just a little bit different. And then that same day repeats 28, 32 days following. So it's it's always just a little bit different. And I think what we forget oftentimes and what I did for a really long time is what I need you know, now is going to be different than what I need in 15 days, what I need when I'm, you know, on day five of my cycle versus day 20 of my cycle is going to be different. And you chatted a little bit about hormones and immune. Can we delve a little bit deeper? And if a woman has a hormone issue, how keto needs to be structured a little bit differently for her than somebody that maybe doesn't? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, with hormones, we always have to remember that all hormones are created from cholesterol, which is of course primarily found in in fats. And so this is often forgotten in medicine. And and I see often that doctors want to just, you know, push cholesterol to zero and, uh, you know, with diet, with medications, with supplements. And, you know, we forget that cholesterol is absolutely beneficial and necessary for hormonal health. And so we have to be very cognizant that, uh, you know, we're getting adequate foundational nutrients to create enough hormones. The other thing is that, of course, you know, women naturally carry a little more body fat than men, and that's intentional, you know, that's meant so that fertility uh, is possible. And so, you know, for us to expect same body fat. I mean, yes, if you're a bodybuilder, elite athlete, okay, you know, but for the general population, it's very important that we don't let food imbalance our hormones, which it can do, right? We know for women, if they're training too hard, restricting diet too much, we can get thyroid imbalance, uh, we can get amenorrhea, so periods stop, right? And so you can see that on too restrictive of a keto that those things happen, and then everything can can derail from there. So I think that there has to be room in the keto space to say, hey, you know, there's not this one size fits all model. And especially as females, we need to be more cognizant of what our body needs, like you said, throughout the month, um, as well as, you know, menopausally, perimenopausally, things change big time then as well. And so we've got to be able to shift with that. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And when it comes to digestion, there's this thing going on in the keto space. Maybe you've seen it in your practice too, where people are like, well, if keto is awesome, then I'm just going to eat meat forever. And I'm just going to do this carnivore thing. And then fiber isn't used. And then people think that their guts are better because they're not bloated anymore, but they're not eating any fiber. How do we prioritize gut health and how is it different for women on a ketogenic diet? Yeah, great question. And one that, you know, is essential to truly health. And and I always take the approach with my patients that digestion is absolutely the cornerstone, the fulcrum, the number one most important thing in health. And if your digestive system is not working well, it is almost impossible to be healthy. So it is always a place that I start with every case and the place that I start as we're working up any condition heal the gut first, and then work our way out from there. And so, you know, I think it is, like you said, kind of easy to get uh, more and more restricted and refined and and kind of forget the general balance that needs to happen. I mean, we are the microbiome massive, right? Four or five pounds of bugs, we're trillions of bugs, we're, we're more non-self than self. And so we need those bugs to survive. And if we don't take care of them with fiber, uh, you know, and, and balance of the bacteria species, we're, we're going to be in trouble long term. And so microbiome being, you know, the popular word right now, but really just making sure that the flora is, is absolutely balanced. And so, you know, constipation, a really common issue for women. Uh, and so it needs to be certainly managed. We know that if you're constipated, your risk of colon cancer goes up quite significantly among many other things. Toxins get recircled, right? There's lots of, if you have a cholesterol problem, that could get recycled, right? There's lots of reasons that we don't want to be constipated. So easy to kind of, you know, fall into that pattern of, well, let's, like you said, if this works, we'll just make it even more restrictive, but it has to be more about health and balance versus about, you know, one teeny piece of the puzzle. Yeah, which leads into weight loss because many of us find a ketogenic diet because we want to lose weight. And especially now in 2019, everybody is talking about this diet. And if you just eat bacon and butter for three weeks, you too could lose 80 pounds. I've seen that on the cover of magazines, especially recently. And, you know, you said focusing on overall health first and those healthy behaviors. And do you feel like that ties into the weight loss goal as well? Yeah, I think it's so much more important. And I think we women, we are so hard on ourselves so often. And, you know, we, we judge our everything based on that number on the scale. And yes, while weight is an important piece, it's, it's so much bigger than that when we truly look at health. And so health really is, you know, feeling positive, feeling happy, good mental health. It's good digestion. It's good sleep. It's great energy. It's positive relationships, you know, so So I think it's easy to want that one goal, but we shouldn't be willing to give up health to be what, you know, we call skinny fat jokingly. And and yes, you can probably eat bacon and sausage four, five times a day and, and get skinny. But what does that mean? It is not sustainable. It is likely risky long term as far as increased risk of disease. So, you know, the goal with keto and I think, you know, as we created our Happy Keto Body program was really to primarily help women get healthy. And generally, once a woman is healthier, then the body feels safe and confident to lose the weight. 
but we got to put the cart before the horse to make it sustainable and truly a beneficial experience for women. Mm-hmm. Totally. I agree. I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. You said a bunch of things like energetic and positive relationships and all these things. And some woman might be listening and thinking like, I want all of those things, but it's just not possible for me. My body hates me. I can't transform this. I'm stuck in a rut. I'm at a plateau. I can't get beyond this. What have you seen in your practice, either in the Happy Keto Body community or outside of it um, with your clients of women that are transforming their lives by taking a different approach to keto or, or incorporating? more of a whole food based approach to their ketogenic diet? I guess the first thing that I can say is patience is a must and very frustrating and very hard. I, I totally get it. But um, just trying to keep in mind that you did not end up unhealthy overnight. This process has been going on for months, likely years, probably decades. And so, you know, we often hear patients come back, uh, you know, a month or six weeks in and frustrated because, you know, weight hasn't changed or uh, they're not noticing too much difference. But really trying to remind them that the body needs time to truly and deeply heal. We are literally turning over new baby healthy cells. We need to get rid of the old ones, replace them with baby healthy ones and then let those grow. And so that isn't going to be a quick process. The other thing is like, we know the data on rapid weight loss. We know that just about everybody, if you lose it really quick, you're more likely to gain it back very quickly plus some. So really reminding yourself that by going slow, taking the time, it's more likely to be a long lasting benefit as well. So, I mean, obviously a a positive there. Plateaus can be associated with many other factors besides food and exercise. You know, we have this old thought of calories in, calories out, and that's all that there is. And it is so much more complex than that. And so times of stress, we absolutely see you can be eating the same exact thing, exercising the exact same, and your weight will go up. I mean, cortisol is a a hormone that's life-saving, but it can be a pain in the butt. (laughs) It can get in the way. And so, you know, lack of sleep, uh, you know, there's lots of things. It's not just a simple uh, nutrition and, and exercise routine that is a piece, but there is so much more to it all. Yeah, completely. And I think something that maybe many of us are waking up to, and I did when I started studying nutrition back in 2007 of like, wait, I feel like I should know about my body. I think a lot of people just hire out that part of their life of if I have a problem, I'll just find a doctor and they'll fix it. And I think a lot of people don't value the strong gift that it is to give yourself the understanding of knowledge when it comes to your body. Would you agree? that in your practice, giving the gift of knowledge about somebody's body and then having them take their health into their own hands is such a powerful thing? Yeah, I think it's the ultimate thing, really, because knowledge is empowerment. And that that is the goal. It, it shouldn't just be listened to some so-called expert and taken the information and do it. It should truly be that we all are engaged and 
really understanding why we're doing and not just going forth blindly. And so, you know, that certainly becomes a challenge nowadays that there's so much information out there. So who do you listen to? You know, a lot of experts are saying exact opposite things. So, so that becomes a trick. And that's certainly something that through the program, we really, really spent a lot of time, I mean, hundreds of hours digging through the research to make sure what we were saying was well-founded, was accurate. Uh, and so we're not basing these things on hearsay or, you know, snake oil salesmen, like this is, this is legit science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's a huge piece of it is just really understanding and then using that knowledge to make the right decisions for each one of us. And it's different for everybody. I mean, if anybody says one thing is going to work for everybody, there's, there's just no way we all have to fine tune for our own bodies. Totally. My rule is if anyone tells me that this is the only way to do something, whether it be with my body repairing my boat, I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like there's gotta be other ways. And I, I don't trust people that say that there's just one way to do anything. Yeah, totally um, agreed. What are some of the um, the things you've learned through Happy Keto Body, through the students that are going through the program? Is there anything that sticks out to you as like, oh, wow, this person experienced this thing that you maybe learned that you didn't know? There's been lots, Leanne. It, it's, uh, it always is amazing and wondrous to me that uh, you can spend your whole life studying and you still have so much to learn. <laughs> and so um, I, it's a gift for me, every interaction with a happy keto body member or a patient of mine, it's a gift because I'm always learning new things and then going to the research and checking those things out. Um, no one person can know it all. And so all these interactions have absolutely been, been positive. And so you know, there's been, there's been lots of stories. I mean, uh, learning how to navigate uh, candida, for example, a little bit better uh, utilizing keto. I think um, myself included uh, before spending time with you and Happy Keto Body um, wasn't quite aware that fats, you know, have a decent effect on candida species. And so it starts to make sense. Well, yes, you need to be low carb, but you, that's a time where you actually have to be careful with that intake as well. And so, you know, that's just one example that's come up a few times, but, you know, a great thing I've seen over and over is, uh, the self-love that people come to understand and letting go again of that, of that number, or maybe of the goals they've set that have been a little too extreme and really learning to look in the mirror and, and love who they are. And that doesn't mean they're not trying to get better all the time, but really taking away that pressure on oneself, which has come up a lot through, through the forum and, and through my patients as well. So it's an ever evolving, ongoing process learning, uh, you know, the nuances of keto. But uh, I think, you know, again, you know, just continuing to learn and listen and then modify as needed, you know, very beneficial for people. Yeah, beautifully said. Back to today's episode in a sec. Did you know it's possible to enjoy a glass or two of wine and stay in ketosis? Yeah, that's right. Dry Farm Wines is the first wine club that sources wines with zero sugar, so you can drink your wine and not compromise your ketones. Plus, Dry Farm Wines curates only the highest quality natural wines from small, sustainable family farms. Their wines are organic, dry farmed, and naturally low in alcohol with zero additives and zero carbs. Listeners of the podcast can add an extra bottle of wine to their first Dry Farm Wines order for just one one penny. 
Sign up for your first case now by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash wine. Unsure of the link? Simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. What do you feel is missing in the keto space for women right now that you wish you could see more of? There's a couple of things. I think that, uh, you know, as we touched on a little bit earlier, it's, it's very easy to say you're doing keto and not really doing a proper healthy keto. So I have a lot of patients come in on what they call keto and it's, severely deficient in fiber and vegetables and, you know, just a lot of imbalance, a lot of processed meats, uh, you know, poorly sourced meats, things that I think are absolutely concerning. And so keto can be done in a beautiful way where there's so many health promoting properties. And then there's the other extreme. I think keto can be done quite scarily where there's likely disease promoting properties. And so uh, I think There needs to be much more focused on truly finding a healthy way to do keto versus just trying to get a quick fix because uh, let's face it, it's, it's a lot of hard work to be healthy. It really is. And it seems too good to be true. It probably is. (laughs) So I I think there's that. Uh, And the the other thing goes back to sort of that self love. I I wish that there was a little more room in uh, our culture for women to not be so hard on themselves and not feel like they have to be this unachievable skeleton figure in order to be beautiful. And so I would love to see a little more emphasis get put on, hey, here's how to get healthy. Uh, And yes, you know, omitting sugar, omitting fast food, those are all very beneficial things. So do that because it'll help you live longer and help you do everything you want to do into your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s versus, hey, let's be as skinny as possible so that you look like some so-and-so on some model cover of a magazine. I mean, I think we, we've got to get back into loving who we are while continuing to work on health. Beautifully said, Nina. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find more from you? So happy keto, of course. Uh, really proud to have created this, this program with you, Leanne. I, uh, I think it's, it's incredible. It is so comprehensive. Uh, maybe uh, we joke it's a lot of information, maybe too much information, but it really covers everything. Uh, You know, it covers everything from hormones to sleep, to healing your gut, to managing autoimmune disease, uh, to stress uh, on top of how do you do a ketogenic diet. So, you know, certainly uh, for those of you listening, I think it's, uh, I'm of course very biased, but I think it's a pretty awesome program. (laughs) Yes, because we Um, put so much into this baby, we almost died. We did. We did not do very good self-care while creating it, but we promised we're doing it now. (laughs) Yeah, but other than that, I have a practice in Calgary, Alberta, Pure North. So that's where I see uh, private patients as well. So that's where people can find me. Amazing, Nina. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a blast getting to chat with you and learn from you. Awesome. So great to see you, Leanne. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. 
The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.